Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, then distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters. We use it and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. You nailed that line, Crafty. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. AJ, what else? With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. That's true. And ever since we discovered Spotify for Podcasters, we've been connecting with fans more with polls and instant feedback. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Let's bring in the Twins big money signing. It's their franchise player, former number one overall pick, all the accolades, platinum gold glove. And this is big. Former teammates with Eric Kratz for a hot minute. Carlos Correa on foul territory. We've been talking about this for a while. Carlos has spring training going. First off, how's the fam? Another uh, kid coming on the way in T-minus how many days? Yeah, we got a week left, man. A week left. Uh, family's great. Spring training is going great. Um, here, you know, putting in the work with the boys. Um, excited just to be back here. Um, you know, there's a lot of work to be done, but... You know, looking at how the guys showed up and, and, and the shape that they showed up in and the work that we're putting in, I think we're going to be in a great spot. And, uh, you know, back home, you know, my, fa- my my wife called me yesterday in the middle of the game, so I wasn't playing yesterday. But I like to stay, you know, to watch the young guys play and, and, and see how, how they're going out with their business. And around the third inning, um, one of my guys comes to the dog and he's like, hey, your, I, your wife is calling you like she needs you right now. So I go running to the, to the clubhouse. I get on my phone. I call it right away. She's like, I think it's happening. I'm getting a lot of pain. I'm getting all these contractions. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to the hospital right now. So, like, I book a flight right away. I'm on my way to the airport. And then the doctor saw her. And then she was like, you know, you got some small contractions, but it's a false alarm. Um, we're still good for next week. Um, if you feel anything in the next couple of days, let me know. But so far, you're good. So I was already at the airport ready to fly to Houston. And, you know, it was a false alarm. So I drove back to my apartment and uh, – you know, play the game today. <laughs> that is wild. So, uh, congratulations about the baby. You're, but you're jumping on that PJ to go to Houston. You're not taking like Southwest from Fort Myers. You, like you have a PJ <laughs> on standby, right? Like, I mean, you're not because if you're like a uh, false alarm and turn around going home. I mean, Southwest they might refund your 200 bucks for your ticket, but like you got that private jet, right? Well, I I I, I was going Southwest, brother. No Southwest chance. No chance. Yep. Oh, you yep. tied for three hundred yep. or two hundred million dollars. You ain't flying Southwest. I'm a, I'm a simple man, brother. I like my Southwest. <laughs> I like my United. I like my Delta. I don't spend any money on private flights. I never done it. I would never will. Um, if somebody invites me and wants to split because it makes sense, then maybe. But just to go on a trip for two hours, get on a private plane, nah, that's not me, brother. Crafty, you got two kids. With you. you got two kids now. I mean, I mean, or soon in a week. Don't don't let your wife know how much you signed for because she's going to be getting on that private jet. She's like, I'm not flying it. Not. She's going to Chicago. She's going to L.A. She's not going to go to Cincinnati, but she's going to the big cities, and she doesn't want to take two kids on the Southwest, even if she's a booking. No, she's going. She wants that PJ, and congrats. That's a great. That's a great gift for a good push gift. 
PJ yep. to Chicago. That will be a great gift. She's get, she's getting one to go to Minnesota with the entire family and the three dogs and the two baby, babies, but that's about it. You get one a year. Okay, that's fair. She's got to get home, too, so she gets around one round trip. <laughs> right? right. She's got to get back, right? She can't We're just driving 18 hours back. Driving? <laughs> No chance. Uh, last year, last year, my father-in-law drove back with uh, some of the guys from my team, and I flew back with my wife and uh, and her mom and and the baby. But now we got two babies, you know. So you might be right. It might be two this time. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So uh, we we gotta ask. Like, I I know a good ortho. I know the twins' doctors. Like. The ankle, what do we got? The ankle's good, right? The ankle, everything's good. Like, can you, I mean, you can tell us what you want to tell us, but I want to know because you were the biggest story this offseason. Like, did you get like a Giants tattoo? Did you get like a Mets tattoo somewhere? Because, you know, you're <laughs> there for these press conferences. And then I heard about you working with the Twins guys this offseason. So, like, what happened? Tell me in your words, because as a former player, I want to hear it from a player. What happened? Well, what happened was I had a surgery in 2014. Um, I had a I broke my fibula sliding into uh, third base. I slid late. My cleat got caught. Broke my uh, fibula, so needed surgery on my foot. Um, and you know they repaired it. And then from then I played with no problems for eight years. Eight, um, eight seasons in the big leagues, one more in the minor leagues, and I never had a problem. So I'm going into the Giants physical, thinking, you know, this this is a no right like for sure. I'm passing this this uh, physical. I mean, I played last year. No issues at all. I, I felt the best I've ever felt in my life. In the off season, like three days after the season was over, I was back in the gym. Um, I was already taking ground balls and hitting. So I was like doing full baseball activities, getting ready for spring training when I went for this physical. So I'm thinking, no, no doubt about it, I'm passing. And then when Scott called me, I came, came into the room, he told me it was the ankle. And I said, what? Um, so I was confused. It was shocking. Um, the news were, were uh, very surprising to me and my family because, you know, there is zero uh, treatments logged into my, my uh, medical records in, in, in MLB. So it's not like I'm spending every single day of my, of my career in the training room before games. So I'm not getting any treatment. My ankle doesn't hurt. So it was confusing for sure. But they're saying that, in, that they're looking at the future. So, you know, eight, ten years down the line, something might happen, yada, yada. And, you know, you got to understand that when you do a 13-year deal, 12-year deal, and stuff like that, then, you know, it's, it's all about risk management. So when you see something like that, I can see why the red flags. Um, and that's why we transition into a six-year deal with the options. And, you know, now if I want to keep playing, then, you know, I have the options there. I just got to keep playing good baseball. Um, but, you know, it's, it's just part of life. You can, you can bitch about it or you can keep moving on and keep playing baseball, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm proud of you I for like that because I would be pissed. I'd be like double burden the Giants and the Mets too. Like, <laughs> screw y'all, man. Like, dude, like, well, is it the team though, or is it? I mean, well, whoever they, they was, if the team approved. could tell their doctor, well, like, hey, we want this guy bad enough, we can pass. Like, yeah. 13 years from now, who knows what Carlos? I mean, 13 years from now, I might not, I might be under the ground, but like, I don't know <laughs> that. Like, you know, like right now, for the next 10 years, you're getting a great player with great range that played shortstop, played you know 140 games last year, like. There's no problem. So, like, to me, like, as a former player, I'm pissed at that team. Not only am I pissed at the team, but I'm pissed that it all got out. Right? Like, I, I mean, from like, it got out. And then then the next team, it got out again. I'm like, but there had to be, Carlos, a little bit of you that was like, well, I know the Twins will sign me. Because I know I, when we did when I did games for the Twins last year, there was all these talk about you 
working with these young guys. And to me, it didn't sound like a guy that wanted to leave the Twins. Now, listen, the money was the money, but it didn't seem like a guy. You were invested in the Twins. Even though you were only there one year, you had all these young guys at your house in Houston. You were doing all these things. So it seemed like there was a little bit of you that wanted to stay there. Yeah, I grew I grew very attached to the guys right away. You know, it's a lot of young players that, that want to be great. And it, it just takes me back to when I was in the big leagues. And there were a lot of things that I didn't know about how to prep. Um, before going out to hit in the cage and how to have a good routine and how to eat healthy and how to have a, you know, a sleeping schedule and all that. And those are things, things that earlier in my career would have helped me and would have prevented so many injuries, right? So now I see a lot of myself in these kids and I want to give them all the information that they can have so they can be great and that they can take care of their families. So, you know, I started that early um, last year with them, um, you know, earn their trust right away, earn their respect right away. So now, you know, they're asking all the questions. They want to do all these things. Um, I tell them, this is what I tell the players. I say, hey, just do the math. You sacrifice 10 years of your life. So you can make all the money you can make in baseball. And then let's say you retire at 35, 40. You have until you die to do whatever you want. So if you want to drink, if you want to go to clubs, if you want to party, if you want to hang out at bars, you got from 35 until you die to do all those things, right? So people have it twisted. People have it the other way around. People go to college and they say, oh, college, let's go party. And now in your 20s, let's go out, let's go party, let's go hang out, let's go get drunk. And now you're trying to figure out what's going to happen for the rest of your life, right? So what I tell the kids is, hey, figure it out right now. Put in all your effort, all your time, all your work, everything you got into right now. Make your money and then do whatever you want. Do whatever you want after that. So, you know, they, they seem to get it. When you talk to players about money, um, they always understand. That's a language that we all players understand. And, you know, that's when I get with the ana analytics department. And, you know, I, I dump in all the analytics and I say, hey, if you can post this OPS plus, if you can post this war, if you can post this uh, walk percentage, you're going to get paid X amount of money. It's there. The blueprint is there. We just have to do it. Now, players get caught up on, oh, 40 homers, 100 RBIs. That's how players back then got paid. I don't care how players back then got paid. You got to look at what the GMs and the owners are looking at right now because they're the ones that are going to pay at the end of the day. And if they want you to do your war to be at six and your WRC plus to be over 140 and all these things, then you got to do those things because that's how they're going to pay you. So, you know, they understand everybody's aboard and it, it's fun to watch, man. Everybody's working. Dude, I wish I had you when I was a young kid. You could have. I want to hear about, first of all, I don't even know what half the things you just said was. What do you mean? You, WRC yes, plus you and this and that. Like, uh, no, I get it. Well, but no, I'm, you know, you're, you're, this know is number two then, guy on Fox. Yeah, you know how back then, like, we used to, we were judged by how many homers do you hit and how many RBIs do you bring in and all that. Well, the guy that plays in Colorado is going to hit more homers than the guy that's playing in Detroit. That's a given, right? And the guy that has a better team around him is going to have more RBIs than the guy that's not playing with a good team around him because he's going to have more guys on base and the at-bats are going to be way more than the other guys, right? So that's not a good way to quantify how good players are and how you can compare them to each other, right? Ballparks are smaller. Ballparks are bigger. It's not like the NBA or the NFL that the dimensions are all the same. So these stats are to measure all these things and put them into players so we can compare them. For example, if you play in Colorado, right? you got to put like a 950 OPS so your OPS plus can be like 130. Now, if I play, let's say, Minnesota, which was 26 in part factor in, in 2022, I didn't have to hit 40 homers to have a 140 OPS plus. All I had to do is 
play discipline, hit the ball hard, right center field. I was crushing balls that were hanging off the wall. Well, the graph counts them as as the damage that they should have been because of how hard you hit it and the angle you hit it. So it's all about the quality of contact, the plate discipline, the league that you play in, and the ballparks you play in. So that's why they use those stats because it's easier to compare players like that. You are doing it, Carlos. You just schooled AJ in oh. more <laughs> war plus ERA plus than he has ever known. I want to. Uh, I want to every day. Can Carlos just come like call me and talk me through like all this stuff every day? Because like that was the best <laughs> analytics lesson I've ever had in my whole. I'm serious. You go to Fort Myers all the time. Run. And Dude. Carlos is a big. It's a big Twins guy. I'm serious. Like man, like I, he's talking about in Colorado. But okay. Now you got my mind spinning because now there's like wait, let's crack talk, bro. Yeah, because yeah. oh, oh, like, then we're gonna get back to this because I got so many okay. questions now. Let it sir. digest for a second. Let yeah, let let it let it digest. But you talk about being young. When we played together, you were 20 years old, and and I'm I'm watching you now talk, and I'm like I remember being in the weight room throwing a medicine paw against the wall. I wasn't gonna play. You know, I was just in there working out. And I remember you watching me throw, like, six balls against the wall. And you were like, you looked at me and you go, why are you doing that? I've never done that before. You know, I don't know what, I don't know what exercise I was doing. And to see you now as a 28-year-old, like, 28 and you've been through free agency, what, twice? Twice, brother. Twice. 28 years old and now you're, you're working on a six-year contract. Is this, is this something that you're like – you know, you're talking about all the weighted runs created, all that stuff. Like, are you trying to learn and physically get better? Or has this just been how you've been your whole life? I think it's how I've been my whole life and how I'm wired of not just focus on myself, but also focus on the people around me, right? And if one thing I learned playing with the Astros for so long is that one guy can carry a team in baseball, right? This is not the NBA where LeBron can just carry a team or Jordan could carry a team into a championship. In baseball, that doesn't happen. You get four at-bats, you cannot hit for anybody. Like, you're not involved in every play. So you got to make people around you better, and that's 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 my goal, you know. When when I wrote my goals for this year, the first one on top of the list was make my teammates better, right? I'm always taking care of my body. I'm always taking care of my game. I'm always trying to improve. Matter of fact, I told the infield coach uh, the other day, I said, I want you to treat me like a rookie. If there is a play out there that I don't finish, lay it on me. Lay it on me. First step was bad. Uh, you're not putting in the effort in the routine. Uh, the intent is not there. You just treat me like a rookie. Don't treat me like I'm Carlos Correa, the guy that played in the big leagues and, and it's a platinum glory. No, no, no. I said treat, treat me like all the guys in here that are trying to make a name for themselves, right? And that's the way that I see things, right? I want, I want to treat people how I want to be treated, right? And I tell the guys, hey, don't be afraid to ask me questions because I've been here for a long time in the big leagues. doesn't mean that I'm going to treat you like you're any less. Right, we're all men here in this clubhouse. We're all the same. We have the same, you know, tools and abilities. And you, we, you have two arms. You have two legs, just like me. So let's just talk like adults and let's try to make each other better. And for me, that's what drives me every single day, brother. To be honest, you know, I could just focus on myself and be like a lot of players where they have a lot of talent and they just go to a clubhouse, you know, get their two homers and go home and they don't care. But that's not me. So what I do in spring training is. You know, I like to cook, and the team around me, we like to cook and, and cook our own meals. So what I do is every day I bring two different players to the house. And we sit at this table that I am right now, and one sits to my right, one sits to my left, and we talk baseball. I mean, what AJ and I, we were just talking about WRC+, all that stuff, and make sure they understand it. 
We talk mental because the mental is really important in this game. We talk, uh, you know, food, what you should, you should eat in order for you to maximize your talent. So I tell them, eat for performance. Don't eat for your pleasure. Eat for performance. And then when you retire, you can eat all the cakes that you want and all the wings that you want and all the stuff. So when you put all those things together, that's how you become a lead in this game, right? If you want to be one of the guys that is going up and down, then do whatever you want, right? But the blueprint is out there. We know what we need to do to be successful, right? We need you we know we know what we need to do to stay healthy. So, you know, it's 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 a long road where you gotta be talking to a lot of people, but it's something I enjoy. Valedictorian. You were Valedictorian in high school, weren't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. And it was like close to sixteen hundred SAT just for AJ to absorb. I, listen, I'm, I'm, I love this. I, I could sit here and talk to him seriously for hours. I want to invite, I want to get invited to the dinner. Can I, can I get, Dude, I'm only like two hours away. Twins. Like I'll sit on the right or the left. I don't really care. Yeah. Anytime. Yo, this is Mr. Orlando too, Carlos, by the way. <laughs> no, and, no. and Fort Myers. And I did yes, my time are. in Fort Myers. Yeah, I did my time in Fort Myers. Twins guy. So, okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm listening to you talk. Like, did this, where did this come from? Cause there, I've never heard a player. Maybe maybe you have Scott or Kratz has, but I've never heard another player, active player, talk the way you're talking about like food, taking care of your body. I mean, you hear people talk about it, but they, they like all, at this level, you're at saying this level. No, like, I wonder if there are like, any others he texts with. Yeah, too, I want to know. Well, I want to know where you learned it from. Like, who who was the guy you sat down with and said, "Hey, I, I need to know this stuff." Is there like a guy you went to, and then? Like, and then we'll get, let's answer that and then we'll get into it. Cause I got, man, I even got a list of questions here, but you don't have all night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> another I, time. I another three time. hours talking to you guys and I wouldn't <laughs> care if we're talking about meaningful stuff. But, um, yeah, it all started in when I was 23 and I had my first back injury. Right. And from that moment on, I was like, Whoa, like what happened? Like one day I wake up and I couldn't get out of bed. And it was just because I was young and I felt invincible and I felt like I didn't need no prep routine. I didn't need to warm up. So I would just get to the clubhouse and just start hacking. Like I literally would grab a bat, put the batting gloves on, not even go to the gym and just hack, 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 hack. I was eating whatever I wanted. You know, I was playing good. Yeah. But then I started getting hurt. Right. And then I started looking for information. Me with doctors, me with your back doctor, me with the dietitian, me with the nutritionist. We with a bunch of people, and I start picking their brain on all these things that I need to do to stay on the field, right? So I learned about my prep routine and what I need to do before games to be ready to compete. I learned about the diet and how poisonous sugar is and, you know, all these things are processed, how bad they are for you. And then I started making adjustments in my life, and I started seeing the difference, right? So I'll wake up, and I won't feel sore anymore. I will go play, and I feel energized. I didn't feel sleepy when I, when I was in the clubhouse after practice. So, you know, my, my thinking was different. You know, my, my judgment wasn't too clouded, so I could think, I could think clearly. Um, a lot of things happened throughout the course of those years where I understood that I need to stay on top of these things if I want to be uh, the player that I want to be. And also, for me, it was about just playing. At some point in my career, it was about like, yeah, he's super talented, he's a really good player, but he doesn't stay on the field. Well, I have to make the necessary adjustments for me to do that. Right now that I know what it takes, I want to tell the players on my team before they have to go through what I went through. Right. I want to avoid the injury stage of a lot of players in order for them to understand what it takes to be great in this game. And, you know, that's that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be that shortcut for them to understand, hey, I can avoid all these injuries. I can avoid all this nonsense by just doing these things. Now, there's going to be players that are not going to do it. Right. All I can do is give you the information. 
But if every, if every player did it, then we'll have a lot more successful players in the big leagues making a lot of the 200, 300, 400 million dollar contracts that are going to be given out here pretty soon, right? But only the few that do it are the ones that, that get there, right? So that's, 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 that's the catch, right? Sacrifice a lot, you accomplish a lot. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a very interesting subject, man. I can, I can be here for days. That's why Kratz and I never got $200 million. <laughs> we ate the sugar. <laughs> <and> we... <laughs> so, I mean, you're ta- so who's dinner tonight? Who's dinner guest tonight? Who's your dinner Christian guest? Christian Vasquez is coming tonight. Christian Vasquez, a catcher. <laughs> oh, I played with tonight. Okay. We're making, you know, if I look over here, the boys are making some salmon. We're making some uh, sweet potatoes, some broccolini. We got some sparkling water um, going. We... That's that's all we got for tonight. You know, no, that's gotta eat healthy, brother. You can come to uh, to C four's house and 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 eat craft food, man. I, I I can be preaching about eating healthy and then be giving handing out burgers and wings. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's not hitting the Fort Myers. Uh, We're not asking him for more Fort Myers restaurant Rex. dude. I mean, come on. I stay at the uh, not the Bell Tower, whatever the one is right there by the JetBlue when I'm down there for my kids' games. You know, they got the Carabas, they got the Outback, they got yeah. the Ale House. You know, they're not having the salmon. Carlos is not there. Gotta, no. gotta, gotta sacrifice. I always tell the players, he's saying that I read in one of the books I read a while back. It was like, it said that you have to sacrifice for what you want or what you want will become your sacrifice. So, you know, sacrificing is very important in this game, man. And you got to do everything in your power. If you want to be great, you, you got to do everything in your power to accomplish that. And, you know, that involves all this stuff that we're talking about. Okay, so then who was your analytics guy? Like, who, who'd you sit down with? Like, you said, you know, the doctors and your back problem. So when did you become, okay, I need to learn how to, you know, WRC plus, and I need to know, I need to hit the ball to right center, and it counts. Yeah, like, like front office guys? Yeah, maybe like, was that? it a front office guy? Was it a guy at your agency? Was it a Boris guy? Was it someone, you know, in, in your life? Like, do you have a, a, a coach or somebody that will set you down? Because most players understand this stuff, but they don't really, like, they don't talk about it the way – you're openly talking about like if I hit the ball to right center and I hit a double, it should have been a homer. It counts. Yeah. So it all started after 2020 uh, season, right? The COVID year. Um, and I don't want to take jabs at anybody, of course, but you know, I look at my metrics and I kind of knew the defensive metrics and, you know, I thought that I was going to win the gold glove and I didn't win it. Right. I was second. And I met with the analytics department when, when the gold glove was announced, I called them right away. And I said, I want you to tell me why I didn't win it, right? And they started talking about this new stat that's coming up, um, that Rawlings takes 25% of the votes on this stat, and then 75% of the votes are from the coaches and managers. So I said, what is SDI? Why haven't I heard of this? There's something new that they're mixing all the stats, UCR, range factor, defensive run saves, and also of average and all that. And there was one stat that you weren't really good at, and you were good on the other three, but the other guy was good in all of them. So I said, all right, so what do I need to do? So right away, I got on the phone with uh, Joe Espada, coach in Houston. I said, hey, I really want to win a gold glove. And, you know, this, this is the metrics that we're getting judged by. So let's, let's, let's put in all our effort and all our intent um, into trying to, do, to be good at, at these stats. And, you know, every day I would just check them. And every day I would just check my DRS all the way to the end of the season. And towards the end, I knew it was a lot because I knew that the stats that are getting judged to win the gold glove, I was leading in all of them. So just by knowing that, I was able to elevate my game to a new level 
in terms of what we're getting judged on, right? So mm -hmm. I can think, oh, DRS is all I want. Well, that's fine. You can be the best player, uh, uh, the the most, the, the one that saves the most runs, but that doesn't get you the gold glove. So you got to do the things that we're going to get judged by. And then it transitioned to the hitting. I said, all right, I'm going to be a free agent. What are the stats that I need to focus on to be able to get a good contract? And that's when they started explaining to me about WRC Plus and why. And they're talking about war and why. And they're talking about WOBA and why. And that's when I started getting into it because I'm going to my free agency. So I want teams to have no excuse to pay me what I'm worth based on the stats that they're putting in front of us that a lot of players, 90% of the league don't know about. So I just wanted to be informed and be able to play for those stats. And, and that's what I did. It's incredible. It's incredible. You are like, you, you say it with confidence. You say it with, like, you live this out. You're goal-oriented. If you, your goals, because this is, I mean, I don't see how this contract with the Twins isn't a 10-year deal, just listening to you. I know it's six right now, but it's going to become 10. They're going to keep picking it up because even, you know, just the way you talk to the other players, you are as valuable, if not more valuable than your contract. What's your 10-year goal for this team? At the end of your 10 years with the Twins, you look back and you say, hell yeah, I did that. Yeah, so uh, I had uh, Gilberto Celestino. I was talking to him two days ago, and he's sitting next to my locker, and he asked me, Correa, now that you made all this money and you've accomplished a lot of things in the game, what, what motivates you? What wakes you up in the morning? Because that's my question to every player that I meet. What, wake, what, what wakes you up in the morning? So he asked me that question. And I said, first, I show him a, a screenshot that I have of a text that my wife sent me like a week ago about with my son. And she was like telling me like how grateful she was for all my hard work and the things that I'm able to provide for them so they can, so my, fun can, so my son can have food at the table and can have a good education, all that. So she sent me like a long text just expressing the gratitude and how great, you know, she was feeling because she can be home with the kids and all that. So I said, this is my first motivation, my family, right? Love my wife, love my kids, want to play for them, want to give them the best lifestyle that they can have, right? The things that I couldn't do when I was a kid, I want my son to be able to experience, right? And then on, my, on the baseball side, I want to help you guys feel what I felt in the postseason. I said, I've never felt any better than when I hit those walk-off homers to decide a game in the playoffs. I said, my goal here, and the reason why I talk to you guys about all these things is because... I want you guys to experience that or at least to have a chance at experiencing that, right? I wanted to put you guys in a spot where you have a bat in the playoffs that are going to decide games, right? I want to build a dynasty here because when I look back, when I was with the Astros and the team was losing 111 games and then you had Correa, then you had McCullers, then you had Alex Bregman, then you had Springer, then Alvarez comes via trade, and then you have Tucker. At some point, all these guys were rookies. At some point, these guys were projected to be great, right? But we didn't know for sure. Well, they panned out, right? We have a lot of young guys in our organization that I look at right now. I'm like, holy shit, this guy is really good. And I can count six, seven of them. So if half of them pan out, we're going to be good for a long time because these guys are going to be on the contract for six years. I'm going to be here for at least six years. Byron Bucks is going to be at least for six years. So now you're talking about a core that's going to stay playing together every single year with a lot of talent. I'm seeing all these things in the future, right? Because of the talent that I'm seeing. 
So my goal is to just motivate them in order for me to accomplish the dream that I have for the organization, which is to be good for a long time, for it to be sustainable. And I think we can accomplish that. So that's why this spring training has been like the best spring training I've ever been a part of because, you know, when, when I was with the Astros, like the goal was set, right? It was the golden standard. We're, we're going to get to a World Series. Let's win it, right? And everybody knew what they had to do. Well, now I'm like in the cage. I finish my work and I go to a cage and I sit down and the guys have questions about their swings and all that. And I'm there with them. And then I go to a bullpen and the pitchers have me uh, track their pitches and see if it's popping or not and what I think, if it's going to work or not. The analytics guys are working different grips with them and I'm there with them. I meet with the front office and I meet with the analytic department and all these things that we can improve. So like it's like a collective effort. But I feel like I have to be there and, 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 and just help everybody get to where we want to get, right? Because I've lived there in the organization. So that's what I want for us. I want us to be good for a long, long time. Damn. I told you we Dude, have to get like him on. Dude, he's like the GM, bro. I, yeah, but You're I like told you. You're like the GM, you. the owner, the hitting coach, the pitching coach, the infield instructor. You're my analytics teacher now. Yeah, but th- for a lot of the players too, though. <laughs> no, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why I said we have to have him on to talk this through a, this yeah, stuff. I'm like, this so, I, I knew this was going to happen. So, okay, so your goal this year is to do something that the Twins haven't done since I played there, which is win a playoff series, mm. which is unbelievable. 2002, we won. The, they haven't won a playoff series since 2002, and I was there. And that was, as, as you know, forever ago. So when you were up in Target Field, you know, you'll see my, my picture up on the wall, you know, <laughs> a long time ago. I looked a little different. You might not recognize me, but uh, so I, you, you we're talking goals long term. You you said you write down your goals for this year. What are your goals for this year? Like you got platinum glove last year. You got gold glove. Like what what's your goals that you wrote down? Like give me your top three that you wrote down. My personal goals. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Your personal goals that you said or you say you write them down. What are your top three you wrote down for this year? So two was. Uh... Do be consistent with your preparation. That's, you know, sometimes us as players, one day you wake up and you feel a little tired, so you half-ass your routine, and all of a sudden, ooh, this got tight. Ooh, this got tight. All of a sudden, you're missing a couple games. So be consistent with my routine, and one of my goals is something that I haven't done yet is to win an MVP, right? And if, if, if it's a team sport, but it's also very, very individual sport. So I tell the players, if each one of you take care of the stuff that you have to take care of, and you try to be the best player at your position, we're going to be good at the end of the year, right? So I say, you know, focus on your craft. It's a team sport. But when you're at the batter's box, right, and let's say you don't hit the slider, and I hit the slider, it's not like you say, oh, slider is coming. Carlos, here, take this pitch right here. You swing at this pitch, right? It's not like basketball. You're passing the ball around. It's not like football where you're using all your teammates in one play. Baseball is very individual. You're in the batter's box by yourself. You gotta make, uh, you gotta have your own approach. You gotta make your own decisions. You gotta, you know, do what you have to do to help us win. So I tell you guys, you know, go out there, try to make yourself better. And at the end of the day, as a team, we're gonna be better. And the way that you, the the chemistry and the camaraderie and all that stuff works is in the clubhouse. When we go to a dining uh, room, when we go on the road and you have 15 guys in one room just talking baseball, right? That's how you bond and that's how you get close together but when you're on the baseball field man if everybody's taking care of this stuff the team is gonna be good for sure he cares you can tell right you know what i'm saying but yeah. so Blown let's away. take love well, it take this to the next level because this is where carlos and i have had conversations and can relate as obviously i'm i'm the host so there's got to be a point guard in this show right so carlos we've talked about this like 
team, what about you got your team goals, you got your individual goals, goals for the sport and, and specifically with what we're doing. So we just launched a live daily show. We're having big ass players on every single day. Wayno first show, you're on second show. Scherzer, are like going down the line, the, the big guys. And this is what we want to get into. Where do you think baseball needs to do work from like a, a worldly perspective, content perspective? Like you see what the NFL and the NBA do, like the questions that you guys want to get asked and who you want to talk to, like where that, to me, when I talk to the superstars in the sport, they actually have a lot to say about this because they're like, I leave a lasting legacy for my team wins all of that, but for the sport and people that come after me and we know, you know, with, with contracts and CBA and all that, but also like just making sure the sport is popping for players so that they're popular and they compete with the other sports, you know, and we're cool as a sport. Like that's one of the things in general, like baseball needs to be cool. Yeah, I think I think a big thing for me is showing the human side of baseball players, right? Because we, we get judged by the lens and, and by what people see on TV and what they see on the cameras, but that's not who we truly are, right? So, for example, I've had a lot of guys that now that I'm in a different team, they come from the Dodgers, they come from the they come from the other teams that are rivals, right? Let's say the Yankees and all that. And they tell me, Carlos, like, to be honest, like, playing against you, I thought you were an asshole, right? But now that I'm with you, like, I feel like you're the nicest guy, right? And I tell them, hey, when I'm on the field, I'm, try I'm trying to take your head. We're not friends, right? I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win championships. So if I'm, trying, I'm going out there to try to be buddy-buddies with everyone, that's not the way I play. I, I don't bring the best out of myself doing that. So I know I have to have a straight face. I have to have that killer mentality and I have to feel like you're my enemy and I'm trying to step on you, right? And that's the way I like to go on my business. But when we leave the ballpark and we go to a restaurant and we're in the clubhouse or I see you at Whole Foods, you know, we're going to have a meaningful conversation about whatever you want to talk to, right? Because I like to treat people how I want to be treated. I said that before, right? So that's how I live. I had a guy that came from the Dodgers and, and he's now with us and he's like, Wow, like I, I, I love what I see you doing with all these young guys over here. And I never thought you would be doing that by just playing against you, right? So we get judged by this lens and what people see on the camera and on TV, but that's not who we truly are as people, right? You know, like LeBron says, we're more than athletes, right? And, you know, only our families and our inner cir circle and our friends know what's inside, but people judge us by just what they see on TV. And I think doing a better job with that, with this platform that you guys have now about, you know, bringing the human side of Carlos Correa alive, I think that's what's really important. Well, nobody, nobody lived that life, Carlos, more, I think, than I did. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I, I mean, we might have crossed paths at the end, but like, I mean, nobody, I, when you said that, it brought like my heart because like, yeah, I played with hate, right? Like I wanted to kill the other guy. He could be my best mm -hmm. friend in the world out there pitching. But I want to get four hits off of him, take money out of his pocket, and he's trying to strike me out and get money out of my pocket. So, listen, yeah. man, that that for me, like to hear that, that like hits that hits home for me because we, I want to hear from you guys. That's kind of why we're doing this. Is like I want to hear your side of it, and I'm learning. We keep talking. I keep saying this, but I'm learning so much from listening to you talk about how to deal with teammates and how to deal with hard times and how to deal with setting goals because these are all things I wish I would have done. But I just I never did because I never had anyone sit me down and say, especially a veteran player, and say, look, man, you need to make goals. You need to. Yeah, you always talk about goals. It was different, though. You know, you want to hit 300. You want to hit 20 homers. You want to drive in 100. 
But now with, with all this other stuff, there's other ways to affect the game. And, and to hear a player say it in, in the way, in an intelligent way, the way you're saying it, it just, it, it, it touches me because it's, it's, it's great. So thank you. Thank you. One, yeah. one, one of the things about, about leading young guys is that you got to be careful with your delivery, right? It's, it's not what you're saying, it's how you say it, right? So I focus on getting to know the players on a personal level so I know what they can take and what they can't take, right? So there's players that I'm really close with and I pretty much hang out with them in the room when we're on the road every single day. So when I see them doing something or I see them, see them gaining weight, I say, hey, you got to get in shape, right? We're not a better team if you can only play one position. We're a better team if you're versatile and you can just move around the infield. And when somebody's getting an off day, you can feel in a second, you can feel in a short, right? I can say that to some players and they will take it the right way. Now, they're the players that are sensitive. I cannot treat it like that. So I go in a different way and I say, hey, you want to help us win a championship? And they'll go like, yeah, of course. And I'll say, well, what do you think is the best way that we can, we can win a championship? Because from my point of view, we need you to win a championship. We need you to be able to play every position in the infield to be a championship caliber team, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah. So now you got all their attention and now you can get the message in a better way because they're already, you know, listening, right? So it's always how you say things, not what you say. Um, and that's something that I'm very careful with in the clubhouse, just making sure that I know who I'm dealing with. Gosh, you sound like my wife now. <laughs> nice, now you're, see, now you sound like my wife because she always tells me that with my kids. Like, it's, it's not what you're saying, it's how you're saying it. It's the approach. Yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah, yeah. and I'm I'm bad at that. I, admit, I can admit I'm not, I'm not good at that. Yeah, I it's, just not, it's wanna, not too late. It's not too late to. Change I know. Clothes. I got. I got to come down and have dinner, and you're going to teach me all these things about woba, and teach me how to cook salmon, and like, teach me how to talk. He's to got people. me next to him every day now too, Carlos. I'm I'm basically living in his house, doing this show every day live. I love it. Hey, that's that's like you know when you have a player that has a career 600 OPS, and you're the hitting coach is trying to tell him something that might help him, and they're like, "I've always hit like that though." Bro, it hasn't worked. <laughs> so try something different. Try something different. What will you tell the hitting coach? I've always hit like that. Let's try different things. Bring your hands up. Open your stride. Just try something different because it's not working. And that, for me, that's the worst saying in baseball. Uh, and right now we're running a program in the cages where, you know, David Popkins is our hitting coach, in my opinion, the best hitting coach in the big leagues. And the reason I say that is because I started the season last year. I was hitting like 160 in my first 90 at-bats, right? And it's because I worked on some different stuff to try to get the ball more in the air. I mean, I was lost. I couldn't hit a fastball. I was out front on breaking balls. I mean, it was the worst start of my career by far. Come May 1st, I say, Pop, I'm all yours. Let me see what you got for me. So I started working with him on all these drills, and he started showing me um, how to understand my body and why the slack works this way and why you got to coil this way and why you got to land this way and why you attack the ball this way in the tight turn and catching balls in the turn instead of throwing your hands at it. So, like, now I'm understanding my swing. Now I know how to repeat it because I understand what a good swing looks like, which before it was, I felt like, you know, let me try this. Let me try that. Well, now the science, we have a lot of scientific proof about how the human body should move in order for you to generate more power, more speed, and all those things. So I said, I'm going to follow you for the rest of my life. And now that I signed back, I have him. 
forever, which, you know, whatever else on end up was probably going to bring him. <laughs> but now I stay here with the Twins. I'm going to just listen to him and just go with the flow and, and just keep improving my game, right? So we held a meeting the first day and we said, hey, guys, like, we all have the same goal in mind. We all want to be great. We all want to win. And this guy right here knows what he's talking about. Our analytic department is really, really good right now with the guys that we brought in. And we have all the tools for you to improve your game to a new level. And this is science. This is facts. This is, this is the truth right here. Right? This is how it works. So everybody's in and everybody's getting their working in the cage and everybody's listening and nobody's saying, oh, I've always hit like this and all that stuff. So, you know, the team is looking real, real good. Yeah, you adjust. And I know you got dinner, so and we'll get into more stuff, you know, another time, too. And the game needs these conversations, by the way. That's why we got we got players a lot more, too, on this show. Adam Jones on this show. He'll be at Mets camp. And we've got uh, uh, Todd Frazier's on the show. A lot of different guys that are a part of this that are contributing a ton of time. AJ's missing all his golf nowadays just to do this. But you know that the game needs these conversations. I will give up golf. If I can have a conversation like this and talk ball with someone and learn. I like, know. Like we had Wayne Thank right you, on today. We had Wayno on on before and, and like his conversation about what he does and how he preps and now to hear you it, it just it, I need I need people to hear this how how much it goes into this and it I'll, I'll sit here I mean I'm I'll sit here Carlos had three more hours I honestly would sit here all, all night we'll split it up next time another time last thing I want to ask you and you can give quick but Carlos just because you had your first game so and you you went viral um for like hopping out of the box <laughs> and then you're like oh shit and you hop back <laughs> in like how was that well, what do you think of the rules well, I'm facing uh, Painter, uh, yeah. and he's like the Phillies' number one prospect, which I knew about because of all the teams that I met in the offseason. I did my research on their prospects and, and their farm system. And, you know, he's a Scott Boras guy. So I'm talking to Scott yesterday, and he's like, you know, uh, let me know what you think about, about the kid. He's 19. He's got a lot of upside, a lot of potential. Uh, take it easy on him, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, I was like, okay, like, let me see. So I swing at the first pitch, and he threw me, like, a fastball at 99. That kind of, like, cut. And I swung under. It was a foul ball. And I was like, all right, you better gear up. Like, he's throwing hard. First game of spring training, everything seems like 110 miles an hour. You know, just just make sure you let the ball travel go the other way. And I'm thinking all these things. Well, at the same time, I'm like, oh, shit, the new rules. So I step on the box, and I'm like, Nice seconds. All right, I did it. So you have to be looking at the pitcher, hands up. And then he made his next pitch, and I didn't swing at it because I wasn't ready, right? So I just took a fastball in the middle, strike two, and then I just stayed there at the box, right? So it's spring training for everybody. Everybody's adjusting to these new rules, but it's gonna get some, some. It's gonna take some getting used to, but I like it because you're out in two hours, two hours and a half. I mean, you know, we we love quick games, so I'm down. Hell for yeah. it. Hell yeah, yeah. We got more time for this. That's what's good. Before you go, I got one quick quick thing. It has nothing to do because I've been dying to ask this. Your favorite pair of shoes you have right now because you're a sneakerhead. I love shoes. Your favorite pair of shoes. And how many did you bring to spring training? How many pairs? Oof, I only brought two pairs in spring training. That's it? Disappointing, right? Yeah. You only brought two pairs of uh, tennis shoes to spring training. Well, remember, I I went through the the ankle thingy, right? And I started doing my research. So the more I talked to doctors, they said that, if I want to be able to play 10, 12, 15 years, whatever, whenever I want to retire, they said that the shoe has a lot to do with, you know, with, with the stuff that they're talking about on the ankle in the future. So he said, you know, try to wear the same shoe with the same insole so you're not wearing shoes that are uncomfortable and might affect the area in the long term. So I said, all right, say less. 
And I'm just wearing the same shoes every day to spring training with the same insole. And I brought another pair just in case they broke off or something happened to them where I have a backup plan. But yeah, I didn't, I'm not using a lot of shoes. So if you're size 12, I can, I can send you some. Me too. Me too. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, all three of us. You got all three of us. Yeah, hit me up. I don't care. I'll take the insoles right out. So wait, My size is black. So, so wait. Now, I know he's got, got a, dinner. Another I know, time. dude. No, I got because I got to follow. I knew this was going to happen. He's not going to rock. Are you rush, rocking guys. like I'm the Nike Monarchs? Okay. Like, please tell me you're rocking like the Nike Monarchs, like the old dad shoes. You know, like the white ones with like the gray swoosh on the side. That's like the dad shoe. Like you got two kids. Yeah, almost. I will show you. I'm wearing. I'm wearing this of whites. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I, I can't pull bright. those and off. The reason but you I'm can. wearing this is because um, we last year uh, we went to we had a road trip where we were going to Dodger Stadium and then Anaheim and we had an off day in between. So my wife came on the road trip and she brought my son and we went to Disneyland and I forgot to pack comfortable shoes. And the ones I had that were the most comfortable were these. So we spent 10 hours walking at Disney. I mean, never got a blister. My feet never hurt. So I said, these shoes are like magic. And at that time, I didn't have the insole in. So I just added the insole, and they felt like the most comfortable shoes ever. So now this is all I'm wearing. And they're black, so they go with everything. So you'll see me with a suit wearing these shoes at some point. That's fresh. I can't wait. That is fresh. We, I need, this I need is to what talk I'm to talking like, about, too. I, like, I mean. Well, I, I do want to say this with, with San Francisco and, and that what we talked about earlier. Like, you explain all this and you talk to a player like this. Like, J.D. Martinez, I, I don't know if you heard. Probably Scott told you. J.D. Martinez dealt with shit like that with the Red Sox. Um, everyone forgot about it. Only because I'm a nerd looking this stuff up. Like, everyone forgot about it. No one even knew that was a thing. Because it never even popped up, you know? Coach Rodriguez, too. He had a, a yep. applause for his back. Never exercises. I think Magli Ordonez, too. Never exercises. So, you know, it's all about taking care of your body. And, you know, hopefully it all works out at the end. And we can look back, you know, 10 years down the road and say it was never an issue. And he had a successful career. And, you know, he made his teammates better. And made them eat better. Yeah. Enjoy that dinner, man. We appreciate it. Did you like this? This is what we're talking about, right? Like, this I is, love these it. are the I kind of it, interviews man. that we need. The game needs it. Absolutely. Just, just meaningful conversations, right? It's, it's, you know, I tell the guys all the time in the clubhouse, if you're going to come to me to talk about Instagram girls and all that stuff, I'm out. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I want to talk about stuff that's meaningful. And the players know now. You know, the players don't talk about I mean, any of that stuff. Um, and, you know, I had a funny story the other day where I was walking in and one of the guys was eating a chocolate chip cookie. And they said, Correa's coming, Correa's coming. He threw it in the trash can. <laughs> just so I didn't give me shit for it. Um, <laughs> But it was funny, man. It was funny. Uh, there's a lot of love and a lot of respect in this clubhouse, and it's just fun to see, man. I, I love showing up every day um, to the clubhouse and getting to work with all these guys. Yeah, this, is, this isn't like the, the goofy podcast shit, but it's fun. But this isn't like the inappropriate shit either, you know, like that, like that goes just weird. You know what I'm saying? Like the girl stuff, whatever. Like this, this it might is what get weird because we I think I have a crush on Carlos at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. Dude, I, I mean, you. I'm. Uh, I, dude, you, you have. If, go ahead. If you're still working with Chicago, we can have some good conversations when I when I go over there and play against the White Sox. I, yeah. I know you you worked with, there for a little bit. Well, um, I mean, I'm a. So we can no, sit I don't down work anytime. with them. I'm a fan. I'm an ambassador, Carlos. You know, like, <laughs> Yeah, right, but you're, you're also know, calling games for Fox. Yeah, but I'll see you. We I have a bunch of uh, Twins games with Fox this year. So I'll, when I dude, when I find, I'm gonna, I don't know, I'm gonna get your number if that's okay from Scotty. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm gonna hit you up because I would love to go to lunch. You know, you're buying because you know I'm. 
you're Southwest, I'm Frontier. Rather. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna be healthy though. So. That's fine. I'm all for it. But <laughs> get dinner at the house. You go there. Well, he's that's the- night games, though. You know. So. Oh, oh, you're saying so, that. But what Minnesota. I'm saying is, like, I want to sit down and like not only on here, but I want to because I, I always want to learn about ball. And he yeah. he talks ball. I love talking ball. So uh, you're the uh, man, Carlos. YouTube, thank brother. you so much. No, thank you guys. Thank you for your time. Yeah, thank you, Carlos. Appreciate you, man. Would love to have you back and uh, do your thing. All right. Anytime, brother.